I think that is not only a learning experience, but it's also experiencing and practicing the business. Because ultimately what I do is I match up money with a deal. I match up my money and investor money with a deal that we all like, and then we buy it together and share in the profits. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. And well, we don't do any fluff. And if you don't know what that means, then that means we get straight to the point. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And today we're going to be talking about a specific topic because it's Friday and it's follow along Friday where we talk about what I got going on in my real estate endeavors and different tools and techniques that I implement in my business. And with us today to talk about the ways I continue my education on an ongoing way, ongoing basis, educating myself. We've got a co-host, as you've probably become familiar with. He's the co-author of our book, The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, Volume 1, Theo Hicks. Hey, Theo. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Great to be back. Hey, great to have you back, my friend. And how do you want to kick things off? I say we just get right into it with the best ever no fluff way. (laughs) What are you uh, doing right now, Joe, to continue your education in regards to real estate or your personal life or anything like that? Why was this a question that you thought about asking just to lay some context? Well, from co-authoring the book and listening to a lot of your episodes, a common theme among a lot of the guests is them talking about how important it is to continue to educate yourself and not just stop at number one, just building your foundation, which is you obviously need to do, but just not stopping there, but constantly and always continuing to gain more knowledge and more information and more experiences. And so since majority of the best ever guests are talking about that and kind of providing their best books and their best personal growth experiences, I thought it'd be good to kind of turn the tables on you and let you provide some of the best books and best education sources that you have in your life so the best ever listeners can go to those and find ways that are proven by you to be great sources of knowledge. Okay. I like it. It makes sense. I'd say I educate myself on a daily basis. And I think 
the best way to approach this is just to list off the ways that I do it. And then I'm going to be specific because the different techniques that I use, best ever listeners, I want you to be able to go access them as well should you be so inclined. So for books, number one way, I think, you know, it's not even books. Number one way is experience. (laughs) Number one way is actually on an ongoing basis, I'm doing it. And when I say I'm doing it, I mean I'm involved in the multifamily syndication business. How I'm involved in the multifamily syndication business, that's, well, that, that's my business. Just today, I've gone to the post office and I've mailed out five signed copies of our book to investors as well as a couple other people. Two of them, I babysat their kids whenever I was in college and we stayed in touch and one of them was served as a mentor to me. So I signed a copy of our book and I mailed it off to them. I think that is not only an, a learning experience, but it's also experiencing and practicing the business. Because ultimately what I do is I match up money with a deal. I match up my money and investor money with a deal that we all like, and then we buy it together and share in the profits. So the number one way I learn that I continue my education is actually by doing it. Little stuff like that, signing copies of a book and mailing it off to big stuff like having meetings with my property management company or brokers or looking at deals, etc. And nothing will replace experience. You can have great ideas all you want, but the money is in the execution. Mm. There's really no way around it. One of my clients... It's a duo based in St. Louis and they do lease options on homes and they just sent me a new YouTube video that they created and it was Spreadsheet Millionaires. (laughs) It was a satirical video where they're talking about how anyone can be a spreadsheet millionaire. The numbers might look good on paper, but okay, what's the reality of the situation? If the rent's 250 bucks, then is that going to be a challenge to collect the rent every month? Yeah, probably. So looking at the numbers in a realistic way and how you do that is you just get experience or you watch some of those videos and it gives you a reality check. So that's number one. Number two would be the interviews I do with successful entrepreneurs and real estate investors on this podcast. I have just recently, I think it, it aired on Saturday, August the 20th is an interview with a gentleman who lost $2.5 million on a deal that he did whenever it was 2008 and he was developing in Park City, Utah. And he called the lender to get construction draw for the expenses that he had incurred. And the lender didn't answer. Instead, it was someone with the government who's like, "Uh, your lender's out of business and we're not going to give you any money and tough luck, go figure it out. That's episode 718, by the way, 718. That's the type of stuff where, my God, if this gentleman, Lee Arnold is his name, if he can get over this type of experience and he's standing on his own two feet, he's come out on the other side, then what else is possible out there? So it serves not only as education, but ongoing inspiration. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it is I love asking questions. I love learning 
about people. I love learning about what they care about because ultimately that's where you get into the good stuff with people. That's where you see them light up and that's where you're able to really connect with them because I hate, 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 hate superficial approaches and not being genuine or being disingenuous. I hate that so much. I want to have those authentic and real conversations with people. And you sometimes don't get that unless you get to what they truly care about. And then you see them light up and then you can go from there. So ongoing, definitely podcast and doing the interviews. And I was actually pumped for that episode to come out I kept checking, and I should have just checked the spreadsheet that we keep in <laughs> on our server to see when it's coming out. I was anticipating that episode in particular coming out 718 because it's not too often you speak to someone. They're like, yeah, uh, in total is like 2.5 million bucks that I lost. And here's what it felt like to be at that stage. And here's what I had to do with all the creditors. And here's what I had to do with my business partners and my home situation and all that stuff. So that's the second way. Any thoughts or questions? I really like the podcast as the education source just because, again, I, I listen to it a lot and you can just tell by the way you present it that you are using it to educate yourself and, and the questions you ask, you're doing it to literally get further educate yourself <laughs> authentically and you're not just doing it just to do it. And then along those same lines, especially talking about the podcast you did on, on Saturday, kind of learning through other people. You're talking to successful real estate investors on a daily basis for the past three years, and you're hearing about their experiences and about their mistakes, and you essentially get to have 700-odd mentors where you have 20-minute conversations with. So I can imagine that you've learned so much. Also, the fact that you're willing to record these and give access to other people to learn as well is also awesome. So I guess that's my thoughts on the podcast. Yeah. It just happens to be a recorded conversation where I'm talking to someone and asking them questions that I'd like to learn about them because I know it will help out my business and I'm sure it will help out others as well. Mm -hmm. These are in order of effectiveness or order of them being actually implemented in my life. The third way is books. I buy a bunch of books. I have a bunch of books. I read a bunch of books. Right now, I'm reading about Alexander Hamilton. It's the first biography I've read, and this is as thick as a ruler is long, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this puppy is humongous. But I'm reading it, and I'm on page like 60. The start of it, they talk about how his dad left him when he was really young, and then his mom died when he was young, within like a year or two after his dad left the family. Then he was sent to, I think his cousin or something, and then they left, and then him and his brother got sent somewhere else, and then they died or they left. I mean, this is all in a period of four years when he was really young. Mm -hmm. And to hear the type of experience he had growing up, and then for him to eventually be a founding father of our country... It's just inspirational stuff. It's just stuff that I enjoy reading about. And I guess it goes back to the episode that I was just mentioning that aired last Saturday about losing $2.5 If that can happen to someone or if your whole family basically goes away except for your brother when you're really young and then you're successful, if that can happen to someone, then mm -hmm. what else can we overcome? And 
I think it goes back to keeping perspective on things and knowing that a week from now or a month from now or a year from now, is this moment in time with this issue that's causing me <laughs> to be disgruntled really going to matter? And in a lot of cases, it's just a week, at least for me. A lot of cases, just a week. This time next week, how am I going to feel about this? Well, you know what? There will already be a solution in place and be on to something else. So why not have the feeling that I am going to have already? Why not have that earlier? Now, the tricky part is not to have that feeling and then dismiss the solution that needs to be implemented because so many times I hear people answer the question of, you know, if you could give yourself advice 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? Oh, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, just enjoy life. Well, I hear you, but did you being on the edge and you being sharp and addressing things immediately, did that get you to where you're at, where you can be interviewed to give advice to your former self? Because if so, then would you really give that advice? Or would you wait until this moment in time to give your former self that advice? I think that kind of gets lost a lot of times when we reflect back on what we would do differently or if we would do anything differently. So definitely books. Another example is when I read books, I immediately implement whatever I'm reading if it makes sense to me. For example, Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. Jay Papazon's been on the show and you can look his episode up. It's episode number 212. I read that book and the main takeaway I got was an assistant should be the first person you hire. And granted, I'm not a real estate agent, but I saw the stuff that I was doing and I was like, man, this has to be delegated. I have to free up my time. So I hired a phenomenal team member and she's just been doing really well and it's freed me up to focus on other things. Another example is the book Pitch Anything, P-I-T-C-H, Anything with Oren Claff. I read that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a book that is a game changer. It totally breaks every preconceived notion I had about sales. And I read it and I immediately reached out to him. I got an interview with him, episode 425 with Oren Claff. If you're in sales, you must read that book and listen to that interview. And I also did five takeaways from the book, episode 407. The books are the third way that I continue the education. And then I'd say those are the top three that influence my life the greatest. One, experience. Two is my podcast. And three would be reading books. And then I'd say uh, really quickly on some other items would be, I look at past examples that other people have done from documents that have been created for doing something similar to what I'm doing to perhaps even people who are close to me who have been to where I'm at but 30, 40 years ago and they didn't make it or they did make it. And what are some of the traits that I can pick up from them or mm. dismiss that I see bubbling up in my personality or with my focus? And so I'm constantly reminding myself of the past and looking at what can be learned from the past examples. And it's not that I live in the past, I don't, but I'm aware of if someone put together an offering memorandum for an investment and they sent it to me, 
I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at how they're structuring it. Are there any aspects of it that I'd like to incorporate in mine from a conceptual standpoint, not a copy and paste standpoint, but just conceptually? Or are there people in my life who are older than me who did similar things that I did and did it work out for them or didn't it work out for them? And what specifically can I learn from that? I'm constantly thinking about that. And then another would be YouTube videos. You won't find me on YouTube looking up anything other than either TED Talks, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, or videos that Evan Carmichael does. He does a great job profiling entrepreneurs and having like top 10 success tips by Oprah Winfrey or Tony Robbins or Elon Musk. He has all these different videos and it's really, really good videos. Highly recommend checking those out. But YouTube videos are really helpful for me. They serve as inspiration mainly. Um, I don't know if there's a direct cause and effect for after watching a video, I do X, Y, Z. But I think they help serve the foundation and help with my psychology the most. Sometimes I'll just type in motivational video whenever I'm needing a boost and just watch a motivational video. Yeah, YouTube's a huge one if you are able to, to utilize it correctly just because it is a slippery slope. You click on one video and the next thing you know, you're watching a fail compilation or whatever. But I've seen your YouTube feed and I've seen those top 10. Again, you can just turn on a, a five 10 minute video and you can go from being down the dumps and, and depressed about what you're doing to all of a sudden just being so jacked up and, and amped up and ready to kind of continue on on your day. And that's like a new medium that not many people in the past had access to. So that's one that I try to utilize properly as well. So something else, I guess, going back to a little bit, what you're talking about the past, there's a, a quote that I posted on Instagram today, which I think it sums up what you're saying. And, and the quote is, forget the past but remember the lesson. And so it's along the lines of you don't want to dwell on the feelings of the past, like the, yeah. the negative feelings of an event, like you mess up and so you don't want to dwell on the, how bad you felt and all the mistakes you made and how dumb you are. But you don't want to just ignore all of it completely and act like it never happened. You want to remember the lesson, which is for me, I think you kind of get that pretty quickly. Like, oh, well, I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. I, need, I should probably do this instead. And then kind of add that to your model of the world, as Tony Robbins says, and then then move on and not dwell on it too much. So I brought that quote up because I think it summed up kind of the message that you were trying to portray with how you look at the past. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That very succinctly encompasses everything that the way I approach the past. Absolutely. And then your fourth method of looking at different documents from people in the past that have been successful but as well has failed that's one i haven't heard before that's really cool i think that's a, a really really good idea and it's something that's as different than what most people do but i'm sure has a lot of a positive effects just because again there's a little things that <laughs> seem like they count the most and getting that little message from that book you said getting the message of the first hire should be an assistant it's like, like just being able to pull the little messages out of these books or these documents and then, as you said, applying them right away and not just reading the book just to tell your friends how cool you are for reading <laughs> 10 books a week. So I think that's also really cool. Yeah. My whole thing is if I'm going to spend time doing something, then how can this 
benefit me and what can I do with it? Or how can it benefit my business or how can it benefit others? And it could be as simple as I went to brunch with Colleen, my girlfriend, and about three other friends yesterday. And when I go there, I want to connect. I want to get to know people. There was like a pool table. I don't want to just chit chat about like, oh, you missed that ball or good (laughs) shot. or You want to play cornhole? Yeah, let's play cornhole. I like playing cornhole, which is beanbag toss for anyone who's not in the Midwest, by the way. (laughs) But I want to know what's going on in their life. Like what's real? What's like some substantive stuff we can talk about? And what I get out of it is the same thing they get out of it. And that's like just talking about what they're doing and being able to just kind of chit chat about some real things. And I think anytime we do that, we feel perhaps a sense of relief, perhaps a sense of accomplishment, perhaps a sense of gratitude. It depends on what we're talking about and where our mind's at, but that's the type of stuff I, I like to do. A couple things I'll mention on continuing education. Netflix is also really good. One documentary that I watched is about Terry Fox. He's a Canadian and I don't remember the name of the documentary, but I'm sure best ever listeners, if you just search Terry Fox Netflix movie, you'll be able to find it. He had one leg and he had it, I believe, because of cancer. And he ended up making a goal of, I watched this documentary like two years ago, but I took some notes on it. I I think he was going to do a marathon a day for... 150 days straight or 300 days straight a marathon a day he's got one leg and he was doing it to raise money he ended up raising over two million dollars for cancer research and he was getting ridiculed at the beginning a lady yelled at him and said you're a freak get out of here so then he's had to start training at night so he wouldn't get accosted by people but he ran all across canada And he raised $2 million. I think this is in like the 80s, by the way. $2 million then is a lot more than it is today. He died before his 23rd birthday. One of the things he said is, I'm happy with what I've done. I've done my best. And that always resonated with me too. So hearing stories like his and watching them on Netflix is also something I enjoy doing. And again, that's more for inspiration. And then the last two things I'll mention will be listening to podcasts. I don't subscribe to any podcast except for your Theo and I like it. Um, That's it. Uh, nothing Tim, else. In no. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Ferriss's and then mine, I need to subscribe for mine for business reasons, just to make sure every show episode is looking good. But then also there are episodes that even though I did the interview, I like to go back and listen to, and the one I mentioned earlier, episode seven hundred and eighteen, is, is that example because there's a lot of good lessons to be learned there. I always listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, and he is just a wealth of knowledge. Those are the three, and you'll notice that I don't listen to any other real estate podcasts regularly, although I will listen to certain episodes. But that's because all the other things I've just mentioned for how I have an ongoing learning experience, I got to have some balance too. And we'll talk about that on some other episode. But in order to just be a whole person, I can't be consumed with real estate podcasts all the time, especially since I've got a daily show. I'm the only person in the world who's been doing this daily for as long as I've been doing it. And then the last way I learn 
an ongoing basis is I have a monthly meetup here in Cincinnati. I host that. Mm-hmm. We go around the room and we talk about lessons we've learned and what we need. And I get a really good market knowledge about Cincinnati and get to know people and, and make friends along the way. So those are all the ways that I learn. And just to quickly recap them, one is the personal experience. Two is the podcasts that I have, the best real estate investing advice ever. Three would be books I read. And those are the top three that I actually implement. Although maybe four past examples of people learning from the past, not living there. That's number four. I throw that in the category of cause and effect. But then you got more inspirational stuff, which is five YouTube videos, podcasts with Tim Ferriss and your podcast. And then you got the monthly meetup and then Netflix and videos. And I gave some specific examples for most of those. So best ever listeners, you can go check those out should you want to. And that Terry Fox on Netflix is a 30 for 30 and it's called Into the Wild. Ah, thank you for that. Into the Wild. Yeah. I guess that's an ESPN thing. Yeah. Those 30 for 30s are pretty inspirational. Yeah. They do a good job on that. Cool. Thanks for closing the loop on that. Well, Theo, where can the best ever listeners get your podcast, learn more about you? You can go to my website at theohicks.org and you can subscribe to the Unplugged podcast on iTunes. Sweet. Well, enjoyed it, my friend. Best ever listeners. Hope this was beneficial for you. Perhaps picking up a educational tool or technique that you didn't have before as it relates to your real estate investing business. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. If you're looking for home business strategies and how to have a successful one, then go to adamcoaches.com. That's adamcoaches.com. Adam is a previous best ever guest, episode number 76. He's a police officer. He's also a wholesaler and he's got a successful home business. Go to adamcoaches.com and check it out.